Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Free Georgia Podcast. My name is Jake Green. Thank you all so much for joining today. Um, first off, if you have any questions about Libertarian Party of Georgia or the Libertarian Party in general, you can go to lpgeorgia.com to learn all about our party, what we believe in, what we uh, are doing around the state of Georgia. Um, our convention is coming up soon. You can get your tickets now. Um, early bird tickets are available until October 30th, $62. From October 30th to December 6th, they are $75. And December 6th to the day of, they are $85. It will be January 26th through the 28th down in Conyers, Georgia at the VFW post number 5290. So make sure to go, go ahead and get your tickets now while they're cheaper. Um, yeah, and then other things are on our website. You can uh, see what our platform is, headlines, affiliates. You can see our bylaws, what is a libertarian. You can take the world's smallest political quiz. Um, you can see some of our campaigns, our advertisements, things like that. So head on over to lpgeorgia.com to learn more about our party um, and what we're doing around the great state of Georgia. All right, today I have a guest who is running for Savannah Council District 3 um, down in the beautiful city of Savannah. Um, that's where I went to college. Um, his name is Clinton Cowart. Clinton, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Glad me here. Absolutely. Um, can you tell people uh, who you are, where you come from, um, and oh. why you're... Yeah, let's start with those two. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm Clinton Cowart. I am from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, I'm a longtime resident. I did take off for a couple of years for college, but of course I came home. I'm now running for District 3 of Savannah York's City Council. It's a local municipal election, nonpartisan, so I don't have to worry about signatures. <laughs> <laughs> That's a plus. <laughs> um, what do you do when you're not running for office? Like, what, what's your, do you have a day job? What do you do? Well, I'm an HR professional. I'm doing a contract uh, right now with a local company, subcontracting uh, workers for logistics, moving, trucking, stuff like that. Uh, okay. That, I was an HR director of a hospitality uh, agency that, uh, well, we received tips from hospitality industry, hotels, motels, resorts. I did that for a couple of years under uh, 1099. Uh, and uh, on and off, I've been writing employee handbooks for local businesses. Uh, I have a resume or two that I do for money. <laughs> uh, I do <laughs> for money. <laughs> and uh, I do wrongful terminations. I, I just do a little bit of this and that in HR. Okay, that sounds like uh, very much my life of just doing a little bit here and there of different things in the film industry. <laughs> well, also, I'm an actor. 
Uh, oh well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, when you're in when you're in entertainment, there you have to have multiple jobs. You have to have multiple hats and do a whole bunch of different things. I was in acting for about ten years, and I hang in it. Oh, I hang in it. Really? What's the What's the difference between like as far as like culture and like likability of the job between HR and IT? I can't pay good, but it's very chaotic. Mm -hmm. And it's more antisocial than HR. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, uh, I guess, have I been on stage since I was a 10 year old little boy? I don't mm -hmm. like being isolated. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Um, tell us why you wanted to run for, for Savannah City Council. Well, pretty soon I didn't like the direction. That uh, the city was going in overdevelopment, taxing people into the oblivion to where they can't afford to keep their residency, uh, forcing people to have to move or couch surf or worse, end up homeless. Uh, their solution is always raising taxes. Their second solution is always raising the minimum wage. And then they act shock when prices go up and things become worse. And then, of course, right. development, and then not understanding why tourism drops. Well, if you change the entire display and scenery of your city, which is the very reason tourists are coming there, and you make it more expensive, less tourism is on a thrive. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah, that seems very logical to me. <laughs> uh, a lack of transparency really irritated me. Um, mm. It blown $400 million on numerous brand new buildings for schools, yet they can't hire teachers. They can mm -hmm. hire dummy terminal computers, but they still use the same outdated method of instruction uh, when it comes to K through 12. Uh, <laughs> then there's the misuse of funds, such as $124,000 to build a small open gazebo which was nothing but plywood and sheet metal and some concrete and some picnic tables. Something that my father could have built for 15 grand. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, mis misappropriation of funds, misuse of funds. Yeah, that doesn't sound, doesn't sound very good. Um, have you run for office before? Like, have you done anything in the public sector before like this? I ran for state representative in 2021. Um, the incumbent passed away unexpectedly. Yeah. And it was me, what well, was five of us. And I came in third. It was my first time. And I ran as a libertarian. Because back then, it was before our wonderful Secretary of State. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to where any third party has to have so many signatures to be on the ballot. Right. So I was on the ballot and the libertarian and it came in for now five people. That was my first time. Okay. How, uh, like what things did you learn from that campaign that uh, is helping you in this one? Uh, what I learned was great. Implementing what I know is another story altogether. Um, I learned that it can't all be done behind the keyboard, number one. Uh, you have to have boots on the ground. You have to have a team that's willing to knock on doors. 
You have to have a team that's willing to hand out flyers in person. You have to have a team that's willing to, to invent food drives in person. Um, the internet, people have become desensitized to it. Uh, you, you need an internet presence, but now it's just kind of a bonus. Remember the yeah. thing. Uh, I say 10 to 15 years ago, you could probably conquer strides with the internet, but it's so crowded nowadays, people just tune it out. So you kind of have to do in person, internet, radio, TV. You need a truckload of volunteers. And even then, nothing's guaranteed. Right, right. Well, um, How's the campaign going so far? Like, what, what are, what are, what's your progress with this one? It's interesting. I've got more people taking down my signs, stealing my signs, or tearing them up. At first, it upset me, but then I thought, hmm, I kind of like this. I think you're afraid of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also, it's bringing out people's true colors. Uh, the incumbent made some derogatory statements stating my name afterwards which they're not directly but they imply a certain way of thinking and mm. because this person lacks all how can i say self-awareness they're advertising the very article that they gave an interview for where they're incriminating themselves it basically being a bit <laughs> I was going to, you know, respond. I went, no, they're doing it for me. <laughs> That's interesting. So people are taking down your signs and like tossing them away. That's so interesting. That that does sound like you're doing something right and that you're making strides. Like if you were no threat at all, they wouldn't care and they would just leave your daggum signs alone. So that's interesting. They're going out of their way to make sure people don't even know I'm running. That's, that's why I find humorous. Gotcha. <laughs> um, do you know how much do you know about the the folks you're running against? Um, like, what are what are, what, are the, what do they support? What are their policies? That kind well, uh, a lot of them think everything can be resolved by raising minimum wage, which they like to now recoin a fair living wage, which is just wordplay. Um, I grew up on government my whole life. And I can tell you right now, every time minimum wage goes up, you know, whenever you were seen from Uncle Sam goes up, prices go up, taxes go up. So you end up with the same or less after you pay all your bills. It doesn't make a difference. But it makes people feel good. And now that minimum wage has gotten a bad stigma, they're now using the coin phrase living wage or basic Mm -hmm. wage. Um, it's the same thing that did uh, almost 70 or 80 years ago. It stopped calling places neighborhoods and started calling them communities after, you know, commune, communism. Mm. And people never took notice. Change the words, you change the perception. So. Interesting. Yeah, there's a massive amount of wordplay um, in the world today where definitions change really quickly um, and kind of without anybody objecting or really even noticing. <laughs> well, people are afraid of being called a hate monger, which is a bigot or a prejudice. And because they're so terrified of that, uh, that horrible cloud, you know, their reputation, they just kind of go along with anything. 
Uh, mm. I must have heard the word inclusion and immersed in 50 trillion times in every forum I go to. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, when we talk about inclusion, what do you mean? We're going to include everybody, even people that, you know, are harmful to us? I mean, <laughs> uh, right. diversity, are we talking about diversity of appearance or are we talking about diversity of policy? Right, diversity of thought over diversity of skin color or whatever. Yeah. Um, so campaign seems like it's going somewhat well as far as attention that you're getting. I mean, I saw I pulled up this article earlier. Um, you got a full article in the Savannah Morning News, um, Savannah Now. And um, yeah, how's, how, how are things going with the press? Like, are, are you getting more interviews like this one or is it is is actually I got a better interview. The one that uh, interview all the candidates where my comment is spreading the word about themselves. <laughs> it, it, it was actually a very good article. It was in the Savannian. It's a okay. uh, publication in Savannah. And mm -hmm. uh, that was a very favorite bar. Oh, it's on my Facebook. I don't okay. know. It's my, in their chat on here, why can just give me my, here's my link tree that you can connect to all my platforms, uh, including my Facebook. It has the article on my Facebook, and I might have pointed out on my Instagram. And I have a political Facebook group and my regular personal Facebook profile. I'm on Rumble. I've been gambling with mines, but I still haven't gotten the hang of mine. <laughs> I haven't either. I, I looked into mines. It's just adding another social media program seems uh, <laughs> seems like a lot. <laughs> and uh, I should update some of my personal websites, like my HR website, and it probably doesn't even function anymore. But I've been so lazy to update my websites. <laughs> <laughs> I used to build websites for a little chump change on the side and I just I and it's not for me. <laughs> I agree. Building websites is time consuming, exhausting. And, and you have to have a, a visual eye and you know a taste and color and I'm not an yeah. artist. I can make it function, but pretty eh. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Um all right, so let's talk about your campaign, like what you're pushing for, what you're running on. Um, yeah, just give me a, give me a list of like the, the top priorities of your campaign. My number one priority is transparency. Uh, I think that people need to know in real time, and I'm not talking months later, real time, how their budget, their money is being used and where it's going. I want in the squash programs. We've had about, I could be off on this, about seven squash programs since probably 2002. Okay. And uh, every time they go over budget, they make a new squash program. They lie to the people and tell them, oh, it's just a penny tax. No, it's a lot more than a penny. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I also want to tackle crime from a different avenue. Um, their idea of reducing crime is turning Savannah into a smart city where you have surveillance cameras everywhere. And now with upgrades in technology, they're putting infrared temperature control and you know, on and on and on. Uh, identification, facial recognition built into the cameras or we're retrofitting the old cameras with it. Right. 
they don't have enough money to get actual human police officers. So now mm. they're whining about being a hundred and something short of police officers. Well, if you didn't waste your money into transforming Savannah into a concentration camp that spies on everybody and <laughs> credit history and violates the HIPAA Act, you wouldn't have that problem. Right. There's also a big misuse of 911. You have people calling 911 to get a refund, you know, at some restaurant that they think did them wrong. And I'm sorry, but 911 is, hey, I've been shot. Hey, there's right. a I'm afraid I'm going to get shot or get stabbed. Hey, I'm being mugged. I'm running as fast as my hand. Help. You know, that's 911. Not, hey, I got at this restaurant. They gave me the wrong order, or they haven't even given me my order. Bring the cops here immediately. That's not 911. Right. <laughs> uh, so, more, okay. I want to reduce taxes. We had a, a millage rate. And what they did is they did a little trickery with people. They reevaluated all the properties and real estate in Savannah. By doing this and raising the value of all the real estate, it allowed them to keep the millage rate the same. And by doing these two things, they can raise taxes in the next milling cycle. Now, if real estate had remained at the same value and the millage rate had remained the same, they wouldn't have been able to raise taxes. So they played trickery on people. They told people, oh, we're not raising the military. It's been this way for almost 37 years. And we're going to keep it that way. Therefore, people concluded this means my taxes won't go up. What they left out is, oh, a couple months before we reevaluated your house. <laughs> and now it has a higher property value. So by doing this, we can keep the military the same and still stick you with $517 of a raise in tax increase. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, you're saying, well, uh-oh. Oh, yep, sorry. Uh, that's some of that wordplay that we were talking about earlier. They, they tell you one thing, but then they find a loophole to, to sneak it through in another way. Um, it's a, oh. it, we talked about this on, I think it was Free Georgia Podcast, like two episodes ago, where uh, like the whole shrinkflation thing, where like you, you think the prices are the same, but you're actually the the packages contain fewer, like fewer yeah. ounces, fewer yeah. things in them. Yeah, um, it's like yeah, your your prices aren't going up. You're just getting less money or less things for for the money that you're spending. And um, there is all of this. We need more affordable housing complexes. Here's that. Yeah, why don't we just lower taxes? Yeah, um, that's not a guarantee. That those people that own the you know, privatized apartment complex and will lower their rent, but mm -hmm. sure, a great incentive, you know. Um, yep. number two, there's a manipulation of annexing and zoning by industrial, you know, corporations. Mm -hmm. They're finagling the paperwork where they can get it changed from limited industrial to heavy industry, so you've got an overdevelopment. Rather than staying in the industry part of the city, they want to branch out so they can manipulating the paperwork so they can change their category. And because people, and yes, I'm, I'm guilty of it too, we're not keeping track of the, how I put it, the finer details. 
I'm completely unaware how they're meant. He was manipulating the paperwork when it never filed the change your category status. But and if we were aware of this, we you know, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, you don't get to change to light industry, to heavy industry. There's a residential area over here. You're going to be impeding it. You've got plenty of space over here. I don't care what you want. You stay on your side, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you stay on our side. And then you have the overdevelopment of our downtown. River Street, Bay Street. Oh, this is to attract more tourists. Allow me to remind you why tourists come here. The historical scenery, one, and lower prices, too. You build all this crap, it destroys the historical scenery. And with raising the, the motel and hotel tax, which the state did, I'll have no control over that, that's going to raise prices, which it already has. Every venue, restaurant, hotel, whatever. People are not going to come here for their vacation. They're going to drop off, but mm -hmm. it's becoming expensive and everywhere else. Hmm. Interesting. Himself on the foot. Yeah, no kidding. Um, you mentioned a little while ago about the, the turning Savannah into a smart city, um, which is something that that uh, LP Georgia has been heavily protesting recently. Um, if you want to learn more about that, you can go to banishbigbrother.com um, to learn about smart cities and why you should oppose them with all your might. <laughs> um, so yeah, head on over to banish, banishbigbrother.com. It is a big project that LP Georgia is working on right now. And people need to know, even though I'm not in technology anymore, these technology companies, they're all a profit in the billions. So they're going to lie to the city officials. And they know most of them are computer illiterate. Right. They're tell them, oh, there's no way that anyone can get through our software and get your medical records and get your credit. And lie, 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 lie. Not mm -hmm. only do they have access to it, they can sell it, they can harvest it, not on and on and on. I mean, you think our, our ballot issues and moaning is a mess of the technology, uh, and which is why many of us want bring back paper ballots, then you haven't even looked at these cameras. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, we, for every crime they claim it stops, it opens up the door to dozens of other crimes. And if you think they really reduce crime, just go down River Street where there's a ton of cameras and let me take your wallet and see how long it takes the cops to come help you. Right. I guarantee you that if you're jaywalking, you'll get a ticket in the mail in no time flat in the week, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, can you tell us uh, like what the biggest struggles are with the campaign or like what you need help with as far as any like volunteers or help on the campaign or whatever? Well, we have about 28 more days, uh, probably canvassing. Although we canvassed very thoroughly, you know, people are being barraged with other candidates and mm -hmm. we have to keep reminding them like this is uh, early first day of early voting. And I've already released videos on the internet, but like I said, the internet's oversaturated, so I don't know how many people will be able to see the videos. They're on my YouTube, 
Right. All my Facebook group and my regular Facebook. They're on my Rumble and my Instagram, and they're even on LinkedIn. But you know, like I said, um, I'm not 19 anymore, and mm -hmm. I really don't know how to market it to spread the audience on the on the World Wide Web. Um, what we need more than anything is probably sign waivers now, because. Um, not in the north has kind of dwindled down now that people are actually going to vote. We need people waving my campaign side. Okay. Um, that's what we need uh, until November the 7th, at least 30 minutes a day or something in certain areas near the polls. Yeah. Or we can't get you close because the election regulations, but you know. Right, right. But close enough to where people will see it. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so, so early voting started today. Is that correct? Yeah. Wow. All right. And so we've got, I guess, three or four weeks until the actual election happens. Uh, November the seventh is the actual election. So I mm -hmm. two and a half weeks. Okay. Like okay. Um, let's see. You mentioned. Hang on one second. I'm going to reshare this. You can. These are all the places where you can be found online. I mean, a plethora of places. I think you've got all your bases covered. You can find Clinton on his own website, YouTube channel, Instagram. You said not so much mine's, but we'll yeah, I'm still having a hard time getting the hang of it. Fair enough. Rumble, Facebook, personal Facebook, LinkedIn. I mean, he's got everything. If you want to find anything out about Clinton Coward, it is easy to find him. Um, yeah, well, I find humorous, and when I have reporters, and these are people calling themselves reporters. Mm -hmm. Well, tell us about yourself. I got at least two or three different bios from two or three different websites. You can I mean, you type my name in in Savannah, Georgia, you get about five to six entries of me and one of my departed father. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. I, I was I was searching your name before this before this interview, and you're everywhere. It's so easy to find you. I know, and these reporters like, well, I've never heard of you. I went, and you call yourself a reporter, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that is ridiculous. I mean, not even on the internet. My father raised NASCAR. I mean, come on. Even if you didn't know me, the name just sounded familiar. I mean, so <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, if 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 you're out there and you want to help out, and you're in the Savannah area or anywhere around there, um, go to Clinton Coward's website, um, get involved, sign up. Uh, you can contact me by uh, Howard for District Three. That's a direct link, mm -hmm. uh, and I can put you on a corner with a sign for thirty minutes. You know, <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Um, Sounds like you're doing great down there. I, I'm I'm very happy to see. I always love libertarians running for office um, and doing a good job at it. So I'm happy to see that you're. I got some stiff competition, you know. So yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Well, man, uh, is there anything else that people need to know before we sign off? Yeah, don't be so eager to throw away your freedom. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that times are harsh and sometimes they're scary. And if anyone knows anything, when COVID-19 hit, we all went in the panic and we eagerly threw away our freedom. Mm. Only now we're finding out that the majority of everything that we read and heard was omitted information and only one third of the facts. 
Mm-hmm. If we had known everything, we wouldn't have even wore a mask. Most of the people that passed away were handicapped like me, over 40, or suffering from something else, which means a normal flu couldn't help them. But mm-hmm. this is never going to admit that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, uh, violence isn't just perpetrated by young. Uh, young regulations are not going to do anything but take away your Second Amendment rights. I'm sorry, but people die in many ways. And some of the states that have the harshest gun regulations have a higher murder rate than Savannah, Georgia. So, young go. regulations is not the solution. I love it. Well, Clinton, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Anybody out there who needs to learn more about the Libertarian Party of Georgia, go to lpgeorgia.com. You can also go to Clinton's website to get involved in his campaign and learn more about what he's doing down in Savannah. Um, That'll do it for today, y'all. Make sure you tune in to Liberty Libations every Thursday night at 8 p.m. and the Free Georgia Podcast every Monday night at 8 p.m. We'll see you later. Peace.